Wait, all his crew is dead? I guess so. What a cool that makes things a lot easier. You know, they shut down production when they helicoptered him out. Uh, what is right. going on? It's still going on and on. Ow! Look at that. And then he throws the cannonball. Ow! Yeah. You like the little hands? Video? Bunch of hands. Yeah, that's what I'm movie. saying. If that was in every scene, I would be like, "What the fuck is this movie?" But now I just kind of half-heartedly be like, "Yeah." Look how he throws the silver. Yeah, you'd think he would be collecting his silver. He was too angry. I think he just wants to kill the guy. Is it like clearly not Ireland? Probably it looks like Ireland. Well, right now it's not. It, right now they're not in Ireland. It was only just for when they oh, got to the oh, boy. Okay. They went to Algiers and now they're at their mystery uh, treasure they're island. They're at some Mediterranean island. Yeah. Got you, got you, I'll take fire. In another moment, I'd have thrown him in pieces. Ah. What's the matter with you, Steve? What's cutting here, Jesus? Never liked it before. You stole my treasure. You stole my balls. Huh? We ain't got no balls, and we ain't got no treasure. Huh? Uh, so he explains it to him now. Right. So keep oh. it up. We've got to go. How many oh. did you shoot? Right. What? Seems it's a king's ransom. King balls. I hear. How many did we fire? All of them. Oh, 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 Okay, you get the idea. So yes. they finally get our friend Billy Bombay from Bombay to ghost hunt. If they could really treasure hunt, it would be an effort, but they need to start crawling the shore. Mm -hmm. it's the, the, the silver's right there. They shot the cannons all in one spot. Right. Right, they would just have to, to go in the ground. I don't think they even want to. They're just like, fuck yeah, it, there's another treasure. Yeah. Listen, you can see ghosts, right? Yeah, I can see it with my eyes closed. Well, great. Oh, well, let's go oh, find the other treasure. I'm going to see me some ghosts. Yes. Oh. I even think of. Oh, 
Yeah. All right. So again, Tony and the other guy there, they don't, they got other plans and they're going to get this kid involved. Okay. So okay. eventually we got to move from this scene, Carl, to the scene where the boy discovers a treasure underneath the trees. Yep. Because they he were said, made with the, uh, that fruit, the Brazier fruit. Yeah. The Brazil, the, the eggplant uh, fruit, the bonk, the, I mean, like, it's a classic young adult novel. Uh, and if you're looking for pirate books, it's always recommended. And... Oh, always recommended. Yeah. You know, when they said, like, the unseen Peter Sellers classic, uh -huh. that's the wrong use of the word classic. Classic is something that was released once and it was so good that it has endured it has had legs it was a piece of gold that's a classic hey check it out it's a piece of shit movie from robin williams it's off the shelf no it's a lost robin williams classic yeah but lost robin williams film not a classic because family a classic, classic can't it's, be lost it's the lost family classic your whole family look, loved it look 101 You're Dalmatians was a family classic because we all saw it. Because our family saw it and we love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Let me see. I had some information about the actors. I mean, I talked about Tony and the two guards. I think I had one other person. I didn't look up anything from the kid. Uh-huh. No problem. You know? Yeah, kid children don't count. Oh no! The other the other actor was just the guy on from the documentary saying he wasn't able to eat at the commissary. They wouldn't let him eat the buffet, even well, though he was, well. he was a fucking dude. If you were one of the pirates and you were yeah. on the ship, yeah, they, yeah. One of the one of the crew like they set up a uh, a dolly shot. They built a uh, tracks four in the morning for a six o'clock shoot, and Peter Sellers at that point said, "I want to meet the crew." And he said, we got to rebel against the director. Sellers did? Yeah. Sellers and inspired them? No, the director said he was just acting like one of the characters from his movie, It's All Right, Jack. Like, he was pretending oh. to be like a worker or something like that. What a jerk. Yeah, in the book, too, the captain, like, beats the shit out of the boy. I was I was following up on As long a weeks. lesson or something. I get oh. what you when you duck someone. Here we go. They found the ghost. Here it is, Carl. The ghost, right there in the midnight sun. Wait, no, midday. No, it's the noonday. Yeah, so this is not the midnight. It's a good good ghost. Hey, my pirate friend. Also, this these these uh title cards. Yes. It must be because they didn't have anything. He must have just added them. You know. In editing, in post. Here we go. I mean. Julep. Wait a minute. When Rasmahamit threw his treasure map, he had faded away. Must have been dipping his quill in the 
Jennifer juice. Jennifer juice. And I don't remember that in the beginning of the movie. Okay. Do you remember him spitting seeds out? No. Yeah. No. Well, if it's under the tree, how can you? I mean, it looks like the ground's undisturbed. Like no, there's there's more than meets the eye. Okay. Now, if Eskai thinks it up, he will keep it for himself. But if we do, we will share with the clue after we have delivered it to the base. Right. Now, huh? Very careful. Look, Very so careful. they've been sitting under this tree for fuck all, and now yeah, they're suddenly yeah. like, look, it's fake. Look, I found a, a fucking shovel. They find a shovel in the dirt. And also, this island's not that big. I mean, okay. If they found a shovel in the dirt, is that unrealistic? It's probably realistic because it had been used to bury. He must have buried it. I don't understand. He killed the guy and he fell into the treasure. Like, so when they discover the treasure, are they going to find this skeleton? Is that what we were seeing? It was when he said, "When will yeah. supper be ready?" He right. fell onto the treasure. Oh, there's another funny joke in this movie where they go, uh, what's for dinner? The pirates are, uh, and they, the, the other cook, the new cook says, bean, uh, bean salad. He goes, uh, I don't know what it's bean, uh, bean stew. He goes, I don't know what it's bean, but it ain't stew. <laughs> it's bean stew. Bean it's bean stew. stew. Oh, well, what I is it now? Bean, but now it's stew. <laughs> I'm not right. Like this family, is this a family film? Like I bring the kid to watch this film. Yeah, I guess so. Nothing really. Seventies. Yeah. Yeah. That is a very good question. They were what just. Speaking. What comes after twelve? Thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, oh. No, 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 no! Don't say that to a pirate, Carl. Don't say that thirteen. That to a number pirate. is. Bad look. Look, they just find pickaxes. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is it is it a believable premise? Because it was I think so, but there. I also feel like wouldn't they remember that? Like he killed the guy over the buried treasure, and he forgets where it is. I get that, but yeah, like why? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, why did he forget? I mean, he did murder him right on the treasure. He didn't see that, or he's maybe there's multiple treasures. No. If any of these wants any of these here rocks, you have my personal permission to take them. Right now. Very nice of you to give me the job. Right? They're just riffing outside. Yeah. It's yeah, the movie ran out of steam at this point. But we're still gonna watch it, Carl. Stay yeah, me, we buddy. sure are. Uh, eight more minutes of this. Seven, seven and a half. A lot of times, <laughs> you really want to watch a bad movie, but it's so hard, and it's so nice to have friends or somebody with you. The documentary was better. Yeah, is that what you're you're pitching our audience? Yeah, so we we're doing it. We're but making. I don't it. know, but this one is so bad. Maybe it's okay. What is he finding? Uh, I don't know. Oh, there's Roz. Uh -huh. Oh, I think he does a, a Hamlet joke. 
I knew him well. I knew him well. I knew him, Horatio. Yeah, you know what? I keep forgetting of that scene. That's like way at the end of Hamlet. Right? Like, you got a castle, things are happening, and then he goes to a fucking gravestone, a graveyard? Well, I think Shakespeare was trying to get us for ready for the suicide uh, contemplation. A whiff of death, as it were. Huh. But what do I know? I don't think you know where that finger is! You like that joke? What was it? I don't he had a hook, and he waved his hook in his face. And then he removes the hook, and he has a wagging finger there that he starts wagging at him. <laughs> okay. Well, he doesn't know where the treasure is. He's going to discover the treasure because he's going to discover the other three crew members uh, with their treasure. And they're going to equitably distribute it. They're going to share it. You know, Carl, I don't know how this movie ends. Why? Because I don't, I'm trying to figure out in my head, like, where it ends, and I just can't, I can't. I mean, where's this leading? No, wait, sure. is it, did you only watch it, you'd watch the no. documentary and this only one time? No, I watched the documentary twice, and I watched this movie close to two times. <laughs> I tried, man, the second okay, time no, was rough. I understand, it really sucks, but uh, the thing is, I mean, I don't want to tell you how to do my job. You, but I used, you, you, I, you don't have to. Force you yourself. Have to it's you don't have to tell me a job. I did everything for you. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm. It's just the. It throws audience. my time. It throws my timing off when you tell me what to do. Okay, I will stop. But I appreciate it though, because you are the king. All right, they found the treasure. <laughs> Fighting over it already? Okay, so now they're all... They're hitting each other in the head. This is just funny, right? It's funny. <laughs> That's funny, right? Right, throws it up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the sound effect. Hopefully, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. These these pirates yeah. are gonna bring the boy home. Okay, that's the best thing. <laughs> knows the way home. Wow, that's it. Oh wait. Oh, this is the ending. I remember this. Oh, <laughs> Listen, Carl. 
they barely talk to each other until 45 minutes into the film and now they're can't, can't separate them so what happened to the they had a falling out too i guess yeah in real life they had a falling so out bad that they wouldn't shoot together no it wasn't as bad as that they just were you know they've been friends for decades and, and companions so they have their ups and downs there was a down yeah so this is how the film ends the pirates tie these guys up bury them and uh take the treasure off and become pirates and then here comes the ending yay hey shot at blurry cyprus yes and then uh over in weston carl what's you think of this movie um i don't know what to think of it sometimes it made me laugh i don't know what to think of it, it bag of alligators clive, oh, so clive rebel was the uh the king of uh, algiers oh okay okay i don't know what to think i don't know i would have to really see it without our show i guess because Sometimes it was making me laugh, but I think you were highlighting the funny parts. And I saw some draggy-ass parts, you know. So, um, what did you think of this movie, Michael? Hi, Carl. Hi. I had a little internet hiccup. What did you think of this movie? I mean, I love Spike Milligan, and he's... he's what I especially understand what he's doing, I could see, like, some funny stuff. So I was completest. Yeah, but this is a real like. I think the documentary really, really is good. Uh, he's made other movies, you know, uh, Species Two. He's done a lot of TV, you know. He's he Remington Steel to uh -huh. like most recent stuff. He's been around, right? And we know of him. But this film, like the documentary, was great. It was one of the few times I've seen a movie about a bad film from the director who made it. And yeah, I recommend that, that on TV. This, this was just kind of garbage. I don't know. It was nothing happening. And there was only a few good scenes. And they were completely out of place of what else was there. Uh, but I like I like the funny stuff in there. But it was just kind of hard. Would you have liked to seen Spike from the beginning, like throughout? Would you have liked to see him be part of the project? It might have been yeah. funnier. If, if they had a real script, if they had like people who knew how to produce this film and they weren't trying to shoot like that yeah. they would have been able if spike milligan was involved and it was as crazy as that market scene every single scene i would be raving about this film it would probably wouldn't be it would probably be even harder to watch but it would just be like so much fun that there's a film like that have you learned how to say cypriot yet from this episode cypriot is very close very close <laughs> Man, well, we would like to hear what you say. So please write down what your opinion, put it in on a piece of paper. Below. Yeah, out of the console. And then put that piece of paper in a glass bottle, put a cork in the bottle, and throw it out your window. And we'll, yeah. yeah. Let's see if it makes not, its way to us. That way you gave us their opinion and we don't have to read it. Uh, anyway, so that's been our movie. Uh, sorry, we tortured the audience with a, the ghost in. The noonday sun. This God. might be the episode to skip. <laughs> no, what do you think? You're going to say that after? No, I, I, I researched this movie. I don't uh -huh. think there's any skip, skipping needed. Okay. Carl, are you excited about next week's movie? I'm not sure. Does it, is it Wells? No. Well, yeah, right? That's our next one. Well, okay. Wasn't there another? No, well, we, there is another one. 
it, it's the um the human uh, yeah the 1927 film oh right so right we're going back to the uh films from 1927 as you know they've now are in the public domain right we're watching them we have uh sunrise sunrise the story of two yeah. humans the which story. i've seen carl it's an amazing film uh by amazing okay. i mean you can barely see it like it's so bright everything but it's cool and not to be confused with the science fiction movie sunrise where they have to stop the they f sail to the uh sun i never saw it it was danny boyle movie they go at night right For, you know because it's dangerous yeah that's the only time you can go to the sun right when yeah. it, well sometimes if there's like an eclipse you get lucky and there's an eclipse then you go let's go get in the ship we're going quick quick we only have five minutes no time to piss we gotta go <laughs> you can piss on the ship do it out the window we don't have a trailer for this film but it's one of the films that are now in the public domain what it is, is it a called sunrise but there's a tagline yeah, some really awful tagline. Okay, here it is. Sunrise, a song of two humans. That's it. 1927. Yep. Sunrise, so a song of two humans. That'll be next time. Come back next week. Check All us right. out. Great. We'll be, we'll be here on the YouTube. We'll be here on the podcast. And we're always here on muniradio.fm. And on Facebook. Twitter. And, and Discord. Yeah. Discord. Also, you okay. can write a piece of, uh, write a note. Put it in a bottle. We're on Discord. We're on Dat Cord. All the cords. All the cords. These cords right here. <laughs> these nuts. Listen, should we end this podcast? With these nuts? See you next time. These nuts right here. <laughs> all right. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike. Be gone, man. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one long year watching. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube.
turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to pee outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a full-length Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. God, I love that song. Hi, welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. How are you? Good to be here. Look look at my smile. I'm smiling from that song you wrote, that theme song for our show. Our show, by the way, is streaming right now on mutinyradio.fm. Why don't you check out mutinyradio.fm? Why don't you go find mutinyradio.fm? What are you, a punk? Don't stop challenging me. I'll do it. All right. Thank you. A lot of great programming on mutinyradio.fm. Not dot com. Dot FM. No, not dot FM. It's like a radio station. Directly oh. of the Mission District of San Francisco. We're on every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. What is this? What is this donut button? Oh, it's not going to offer you donut. It's actually pronounced donate. Oh. Yes. So you can go throw a couple bucks towards Mini Radio. That helps the station. Go yeah, to Venmo. Means two. Yeah, give two bucks. Okay. Go to Venmo yeah. at Mini Radio. Yeah. Throw two bucks. Write down L W A F L M O Y T sent you. That's our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You want to see our YouTube video? Subscribe to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You prefer the old school podcast? Subscribe to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what movie are we watching on YouTube this week? We are watching uh, The Jazz Singer, 1927. Sorry. Uh, you read the my mind. 1927. Not 1979. Correct. Now, uh, we've channel, watched... Mm -hmm. Yeah, what channel should we check out? Girl Boss. Okay, Girl Boss, Girl Boss videos. Check it out. They are funny. We want you to go to your YouTube, type in the Jazz Singer 1927, not the 79. You will find Girl Boss hosting the full movie. Click the link, hit pause, move it to zero, zero, zero. We are celebrating the movies this year that are now part of the public domain. These are movies that were produced in 1927, including The Jazz Singer. Hey, I heard it's a good movie, Carl. <laughs> what people have been really talking it up. Oh, well, that's the buzz. <laughs> oh, well, we should save it for the movie. So, we now at this point you have the movie paused, and maybe you don't. Maybe you need a couple minutes. Well, we'll offer you a couple minutes. Carl has actually not only produces the show, researched the movie, has stuff to tell tell me about this film which I've never seen, and he wrote the theme song. He also hosts our celebrity comedian in our little segment called Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown. This time with. Clint Esposito! Welcome, Clint! Thank you for having me, Carl. Now, you and I are out there on the scene together doing comedy, 
I seen you at a million open mics, but I also seen you on serious, serious ass shows, right? Very, very now, serious. You just recently booked me on the serious show in Dunellen, right? At the Dunellen Theater. Now yeah. they don't show movies there anymore. Tell me how you got associated with this theater and how you got this opportunity. Uh, so the owner, actually, I raced, I grew up, this plugs in, I grew up racing motocross with him. Uh -huh. And I helped a motocross podcast do a live show the Friday before Supercross, which is a big indoor motocross race that they have a giant stadium periodically. I helped them set the show up here in New Jersey. Richie came to that show and was like, you know, I have a theater, right? And I was like, no. So then <laughs> that's kind of how that went. Now. I did want to raise that. I uh, ignorantly am calling it dirt bikes, like you used to have some hobby. But no, but this was motocross, and this was earlier in your life. You would arrange tours and, and get the players and all the people, and, and then there was the ticket sales, and there was dealing with the venues, and there was, tell us about this life, which isn't with you anymore. It was earlier in your life. Tell us about this how it went down and, and, and how you're out of it now and why. So uh, basically as a kid, I was in the sports. Eventually I found dirt bikes and motocross. Um, and then I, that's all I wanted to do was be a professional motocross racer, which I did have a pro license and I did that for three years. But then I actually got uh, offered to do a monster truck show, a monster jam, and jump the ramp and do the tricks. Okay. So where racing is all depend depended upon how you finish, the freestyle, I knew what I was going to get paid, that my room was going to get paid for, yada, yada, before it even showed up. Yeah. So I started riding shows for somebody else, and then obviously I saw the opportunity, so I started my own company, built my own ramps, and started booking all my own shows. Mm-hmm. Now I I'm I'm still being ignorant. It's not motor cross. It's moto. Moto. Um, yeah, <laughs> moto cross, and then the other one is freestyle motocross, where you do the tricks. All right. Uh, and then yeah. I had been hurt uh, a bunch of times throughout doing that, but then finally I think I got a little older, and uh -huh. it it was more uh, of an inconvenience as you get older, and then I basically. Yeah, kind of walked away from it because just booking the shows on their own, there's not that much overhead. So I walked away from that. And actually, while I was still booking shows, I'd gotten hurt. And I mm -hmm. was announcing one of my shows instead of hiring an announcer because uh, I couldn't ride anyway. And I started just kind of slipping jokes in. And for myself, I was just, I don't know, talking, you know, crap. And... I started seeing some people laughing and I was like, oh, I'm just in the wrong <laughs> venue for this. So <laughs> after I stopped riding, I thought about what I'd like to kind of pursue. And comedy was something I felt like I could see myself doing because there were athletic people, you know, that are comedians and um, did all different types of people can be a comedian. doesn't yes. matter. Yes, that's right. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of convinced myself that I could do that and it's also something where you have the opportunity to travel and you still get the butterflies of performing yeah yeah 
So that was my next question, how you got to comedy. And it seems like it was a natural transition. You didn't expect, I mean, it came naturally, but you were just announcing, you know. So in the same way you had your business smarts with the Moto Cross, Moto's got more mojo than murder, right? Yeah. But in the same way you had your business going with the motocross, with the with the monster trucks, right? You also bring that to comedy. I mean, you're really a comedy producer. Uh, an editor and video, you know, you know your way around the internet and you've got your, I mean, what is it? You you have um, livestreamcomedy.com, which you right. made up during the pandemic. Tell me about the birth of that site. So basically while all the clubs were shut down during the pandemic, I was like, we need to start doing uh, more online stuff. So I looked and livestreamcomedy.com was available, which mm -hmm. was pretty... Uh, surprising so actually i had you on um some shows i did puntagious with steve poston right, right. it was just all right. show, and then i'd also done some eventually which i want to bring back the theater doesn't have the best internet because it's yeah, a hundred yeah. year old theater uh so i want to bring back the, the live stream comedy show which was Vic Sedeno and I would host, and then uh -huh. I would actually have all these boards here and cut back and forth between cameras. And it was a lot. It was a sketch show. We would pre-record sketches. I would play them on a TV, uh, and then we would also have people do live stand-up. So I was trying to basically make a show that was a good format for people in the room and people online. Perfect. Yeah. That's so, the, and you're thinking about bringing that back, like you said. Once I have a room where some internet uh, can handle live streaming, yeah, I'm gonna bring it now back. Now you're working on a new room now, right? A new room in Hackettstown. That's right. Uh, Mama's, I think it is, and you're you're kicking off the first one with uh, Camacho. Uh, right. Tell me about this room, and tell me about uh, what your plans are for it. I mean, maybe this livestream.com, livestreamcomedy.com. So the deal with that is Mama's is the actual, uh, it's a restaurant, Italian restaurant that's been here in Hackettstown for like 50 years. Everybody knows Mama's. And actually there's an old, it was an old quick check. They built a new quick, quick check across the road and it was empty for years. And finally they bought it and made it an event space. Uh-huh, perfect. So they totally redid the whole uh, space. And it's been, you know, empty. They basically just finished it. They're really promoting it. So then I approached them and was like, I would love to work with you guys because I want to have a room closer uh, to home here. And I want to have something like once a month is the goal. And they were excited about it because, you know, they are trying to get people in the room so that they know it's there and they see that it's a great space. And Mama's actually caters the event. So with your ticket price, you get um, a full meal. Mm -hmm. You get a choice of different pastas and chicken or eggplant rollatini. You get uh -huh. uh, garlic knots. They have uh, coffee, soft drinks, cookies. The full full deal. Yeah, full menu there and full yep. menu of comedy as well. With That's James right. Camacho kicking it off, who's he's a big deal, right? He was yeah. on... James tours around the whole country, you know, just doing yeah. stand-up. So yeah, yeah. He's been at Scotty's too. Uh, it was a while back, but uh, 
But but he's out there for real, and I wish you good luck with this room, and it's good that it's close by, and it probably has much better internet, and you're probably going to get something going on. Now, okay. I want to bring you, I want to ask people about social media and internet and stuff like that, but I know that you do a lot of work for other comedians, um, helping them with their online presence. One of them is Aaron Berg. So tell me how you fell into that and what you're editing and what you're doing for him and for other comedians on the internet. Well, right now, actually, I'm just I'm full force trying to push uh, my own brand. Okay. Um, but with Aaron, I actually produced his Patreon, which was the Bodybuilder, uh-huh. and it was about getting into shape. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that I produced the uh, podcast for the Dojo of Comedy before. I produced two podcasts for them, and that's actually how I got referred to work with Aaron. Gotcha. Okay. But now I'm, like I said, uh, just basically trying to use all my skills to push my own brand so that way I can get hired at more comedy clubs and come tour to a city near where everybody, exactly, you, (laughs) you're too close. Not by you. Right, 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 right. Well, this is... This is broadcasting out of San Francisco, so maybe you know, San Francisco. Right, right, right. Okay, so Clint Esposito, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie. Tell us how people can watch, uh, catch up with you on the internet, on social media. How do people find you out there and follow you? We've already mentioned uh, livestreamcomedy.com, and that's a place. I think that's an alias for clintesposito.com, right? Yeah, that's a basically the page with all the shows or the area with all the shows is linked to livestreamcomedy.com but once again i just put everything on my personal site because i'm trying to get my own name out there so we might as well drive everything to one place but yeah the website is or my personal website is clintesposito.com and i'm basically just clint esposito on everything all social media Uh, yeah facebook instagram YouTube, you, I'm really pushing Instagram and YouTube. Uh, and as far as I know, I'm the only Clint Esposito. So there's that's a plus. That's a very big plus. No, it's E-S-P-I-S-I-T-O. Nope. E- what? E-S-P-O-S-I-T-O. <laughs> okay, I think I'll edit that out. Okay. <laughs> O-I-S-I-T-O. Nope. E-S-P-O-S-I-T-O. T-O. Okay. Okay. And Espedizito, it's E-S-P-O-S-I-T-O. E-S-P-O-S-I-T-O. Okay. Clint's like Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Yeah. Like Clint Esposito. Some people will say, you know, in the year 2080, right? Like Clint Esposito. Okay. Now, Clint, everyone at home, Clint Esposito, is poised to watch this film at the exact same time we do here in the studio. So everyone at home must press play at their YouTube device at the same time we do is press play here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Clint Esposito, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian Countdown. And Celebrity Comedian who did the countdown. Yes. And to all the countdowns that have Celebrity Comedians. This is the overture. You can find your seat. Yeah. Now, Mike, unfortunately, we're going to have to listen to 
an overture. I don't. We're gonna have to, or people at home will get sick. I want to fast forward. Well, that's because you're not an audience member from 1927. Correct. Had you been an audience, you'd be like, "What's that weird noise coming from this silent movie house?" This film is considered the first talkie. It is. Movie, the first movie talkie. The first movie talkie was my great great grandfather, Mike Spiegelman the first, who you was told during the movie. Shut up! Yeah, will you please? <laughs> I can't hear the piano. This is a talkie. And uh, you know, my great great grandfather, Mike Spiegelman the first, would say, "It's a silent movie." <laughs> so shut up. So who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, I know. Of his time, he was a prick. Now, the now, these are is, all the songs that we're going to hear in an overture? Uh, yeah, that's right. It's all sort of uh, opera together. Um, that's the Opera together. Word. Yeah, so that it can be like, it is all the themes that we will hear. The thing is, you know, there's a, it's a myth that Hollywood just poof, switched to sound. It isn't true. Right. Um, now, also, there was a movie before this called Don Juan, which was a much bigger splash in the day because it was the first one with sound no it didn't do speech that's what really makes people think this is the one because they talk uh, not only do they talk in this movie he sings he sings in yes. hebrew right he sings in english mm -hmm. back then they would have to have the piano accomplishments sing the hebrew parts beyonglit behivrit kashem Ata, who's saying that? Where's that coming from? <laughs> Ata, <laughs> Baruch. Do you have any money? I am Baruch. Ata, I'm Baruch. Hey, I heard if you go wook, you go brook. There you go. It's my little woke joke for you. If you go Baruch, you never. So we're gonna see um, Baroque music. No, it's pronounced. Wait, Barukata, right? Yeah, Baruch we're going to see a lot of Barukata. Because he's a cantor, right? He's the son of a rabbi. Right. And his father wants him to be a cantor, but he of wants course. to sing contemporary music. Bingo. I see. I know of this. This is a pop culture touchstone. I've never seen this movie. We come from America. Today, I have seen the 1979 Neil Diamond movie called The Jazz Singer. Right. Back and then, he could be balding and still a hero. Wasn't it interesting he did Jazz Singer and then he wrote a song about E.T.? Turn on your heart light. <laughs> that was his Hollywood years. Yes. Now, I, if I was an audience member in 1927, my ears and my eyes would be bleeding from this experience of hearing music coming from the film. Well, okay, right now, you would hear music like this on the film. It just would have interstitials, right? And oh, like, yeah, go get a uh, clam chowder at Tony's type of thing. <laughs> right, but the thing is, it wouldn't be synchronized. They just start playing this phonograph, essentially, that was part of the distribution. See, it was called, um, let's see here. It is a vit Vitaphone, Vitaphone, disc on a sound on disc system. It's a class of sound film processes using a phonograph or another disc to record or play back in sync with the motion pictures. There's a mechanical interlock with the movie projector itself. So you start them both at the absolute beginning. <clears throat> 
the record would turn as the film went it was interlocked cool cool beans this is why i felt tech av club i didn't realize there was a grade okay here we go now our movie's starting but since it's 1927 we're gonna see a bunch of credits right this i hate the opening credits no i'm kidding Warner Brothers, right? That lot looks depressing. It was probably just Jack Warner's house at the time. <laughs> Back then, these guys were like that. Just It was Sam Warner and his brother. And they were like that. As a matter of fact, when this thing came out, Sam stopped taking a pay cut while it was being made because it was so goddamn expensive. And he moved his family to a like cheaper apartment. Now, once wow. again, not a cheaper mansion, this guy was in an apartment. They were, yeah, it was Warner Brothers, but it's not like today. These were like a couple dudes on a lot. Roll them. Now, who's is the cantor? Where's his dad? Now, I know this story also could be because of The Simpsons. The Simpsons uh-huh. did a, uh, Cressy's dad is a rabbi. Crime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rabbi Krasowski. <laughs> in every living soul, a spirit cries for expression. Perhaps this planet plant plaintive plaintive shut up great great grandfather is the misunderstood (laughs) utterance of a prayer so it's saying okay jazz isn't religious music but god is music and you know maybe you know there's god in this contemporary music yeah like people like what else okay roll up the skateboard footage of the street i'm sorry go ahead mike guy oh no i was just saying you sound like one of those young preachers with a skateboard <laughs> look at these dangerous rides how many people are here like six million seventeen thousand tons I of people no idea. yeah tons now here is our cantor from temple Beth, and he's cantor <clears throat> We're waiting for his son. Where's his son? He isn't home. It's now he's going to sing like, tonight. It's a silent movie. He's not talking. There's mm-hmm. title cards. Yeah, that's right. Because Saint Cole Nidre. There will only be. Yeah, that's right, Mike. That's right. There will only be a very little. There will be certain scenes with sound. Okay, and when it comes to talking, there's only going to be two minutes in total of the full film. Talking, not sound, but talking. <clears throat> Carl, I'm going to have to get this out of the way because I know you and our listeners are tired of this story that we talk on and on. But back in the 20s, Carl and I worked in silent movies. Yes. And one day we heard about this talkie film. And we said, whatever. So we yeah, were driving our, our jalopy. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we had like, we had fuck you money back then. So we would buy these yeah. jalopies. Oh, I had we were, hundreds, hundreds of dollars. Hundreds. Yeah, like literally tens of dollar bills coming out of my pockets back then. Wait, and Mike, I, I was, have to interrupt you. This, this piano player is like the weirdest looking motherfucker ever. Oh, he's singing. When you see him, who's singing is Jackie, the son. Now, this is a common, commoner song. This is a Goyish song, right? This is not yes, like a Jewish. Is, yeah. Of course. What do you mean? He's in okay. the hospital. Oh, so listen, I know you're tired of this story, but we were driving our car and we go by the uh, Warner Brother Theater and it said, the jazz singer. And we said, all right, for a lark, let's walk inside this. Th- this will right. never work, we said. We, we went inside. Title cards. 
Yeah. And we went inside and people were uproariously yelling at the screen. It was incredible. Then we knew our role in silent films was over. That's when Fish Burgers was born and we were doing talkies from then on. That's right. We went to community public access channel. He's eating a chicken bone. He's so impressed. This is Moisha. And he has seen that the rabbi's son is singing with some guys. So oh he's God, running I tell the rabbi. He's run- yeah, he's not a rabbi. I gotta run to the he's rabbi. Just, he's called the kibitzer. He's just oh, a kibitzer. Like- kibitz. Kibitzer. Yeah. The mm-hmm. gossiper. Right. The yenta. Right. So he's like, do you know what your son is doing? He's, what, eight years old singing in the uh, keep running. This is pretty cool, the street. So this is not like we watched oh, the. It's, real. it's not a set. Yeah, because we watched Dead End and that was a set. Oh, yeah. The Bowery Street Boys. So basically what's going on is he's like, where is this kid? He's supposed to be singing. And the mom's like, maybe he doesn't want to be a cantor. And he's like, shut up, woman. Are you crazy? Five generations of cantors. He'll start to fast the young kid for without supper. Yeah, you got to get a little bass in your stomach before you start fasting. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. If you skip a meal before yeah. you know, you're, you're screwed. You see, he Gotta, kissed the, um, yeah. what do you call it? It's apparently I, on the I, wrong I, side of the door. It's supposed to be on the right side, and it was on the left. Whatever. It's 1927. I don't know how they did it back then. Yeah. I have mine on the left side. I have one. Wait, you have yours on the left side? The yeah. internet complains wait, about... Wait, 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 wait. Well, no, when you approach the house... Right. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's on the right side door. Oh, as you... Right. Not as you exit, right. but as you enter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when so, I exit, it's on the left side. Because <laughs> you're lefting right? it behind. Not right, left. It's very important. You don't want the angel of <laughs> death to kill you. You want the angel of death to see it and pass over your house. Right. Yeah. Look how ugly this guy is, or how weird looking he is. Ooh, he's like a demon. Ooh, but Jackie's no better. Family entrance. Do you yeah, have this- a rabbinical entrance? <laughs> That's literally this his family kid, walking in. This kid would go on to become a director, and he would do well. And his, he'd die in like 1950. Wow. Now so he was pretty young then. <clears throat> this is the late 20s. Yeah, let me look. Ah, uh, you got the celery? What are you going to make? Now, all the way home, he likes the reverse of drags him. He pushes his ass. <laughs> How embarrassing the whole neighborhood sees your dad oh, dragging me. you home. Yeah, I know. You just you hang your head in shame. Now, it was, it was. I'm sorry, not 1950, 1990 he died. That's pretty contemporary. Wow. Um, his name was Bobby Gordon. He was age 13 right now. We're seeing him. Now, What is he, it with the buttons? You know, the internet says his buttons are wrong. He's going to go in. He's going to get a whooping. And when he comes out, his buttons are wrong. I didn't notice it, but kind of because it doesn't that's, matter. That's there some is, whooping. There's some interesting... Oh, What's it say, though? Buttons. Yeah, those. go very back. What the fuck does it say? Why would you? Is he punk rocker in the 1920s? Like, yeah, why has he got butted? <laughs> the Clash, the Jam. What the fuck's going on? Yeah, the Jam. Right, that's perfect. The Jam. What does that say? Think, but you misspelled think. It says think. 
What kind of crazy well, button is this? He says, if you whip me, I'm running away. And he was, he's not kidding. He's not kidding. Oh, no. But first, the whipping. Uh-oh. Carl, he's like me. He got his belt right off. <laughs> yeah, just like you did for... It relieves a lot of pressure. Yeah. Now, she is just like... Princess Leia. She's I know just, she's got the rock and the Princess Leia. Old school original. Okay, so now My he's the, tour. His, his buttons don't look different to me. I'm acting. Come here, I'm acting. Oh, are you acting too? Let me act with you. <laughs> That's impressive, the crying. I'll get out of here. I'll leave for America. Yeah. Today. <clears throat> Wait, I'm in America right now. So by 1947, that guy was directing films. Uh, the Joe Lewis story, it came from beneath the sea in 1955. Nice. Black Zoo. He did My Friend Flicka. He did The Texan in Bonanza. And The Many Who Loves of Gobi Gillis. Who do you think would win a fight? Flicka or Flipper? Well, Flicka's I a think, horse, right? Yeah. Flicka yeah. would win. Well, it depends. Is the is it in the ocean or is it on yes, land? Yes, of course, in the ocean. So the flicker well, would then, not. I, I'm would gaming not the system. Well, I guess you're right. Either way, it's it's lose lose because on land, well, flicker, flicker just give you go and you just step on him. Shut up, yeah. you. He doesn't even have hands. He doesn't have legs. Flipper would flip out. That's all he could and do then, is flip. And when he dies, the kids will mourn. They'll go. His name was Flipper. Flipper. <laughs> and they'll say he died on porpoise <laughs> he meant to do it <laughs> yeah it was intentional Flicka had nothing to say about the killing that is of course on that day Flicka was horse he was a horse okay so now oh, back to the movie oh synagogue right now, you know you during services you shouldn't be filming services it's you know considered work but I guess this yeah. is the movie <clears throat> Torah, nice. Now, see the um, the kibitzer was handed off the. Kibitzer. I mean, he's got a position in the kibitzer. He he does have a position in the in the synagogue. Now, essentially, that's it. I have no son. He's run away, and I'm disowning him at the same time. He's just doing. I don't know. It's all very stupid. And the the Enta's like it's my fault, right? I nope, said never brought that up. Oh, you mean the mom? No, the the guy who ran like seven. No, yeah, they don't give a fuck. No, no, he'll be back throughout the whole film, man. You'll see. He's a friend and a foe at the same time. You see, they love nice. him, but he's like he can't keep his mouth shut, and he's speaking of his services. Hang on, let's crank this up. Okay. The kids are faking it. <laughs> They're just moving their mouths. It's not insane. <laughs> now listen, this Don Juan was released in 1926. It was a huge stir in Hollywood. Um, it was. It had synchronized sound effects and music. Now, not dialogue. They could have done right. dialogue. It just didn't occur to him. So music, sound effects, 
but but you could see with the music the mouth was going you know it was in sync this film did dialogue and that's why it got immortalized you know i mean like it's cool all the serious stuff yeah it's the film best known for the main character dressing up in blackface which is unfortunate but i do like the, the it's unfortunate background. Yeah, it's really unfortunate because that was deplorable and despicable. The thing is, it wasn't really despicable of this guy. It was more like despicable of the society, but too bad. Right. You're the poster child. And they're going, Mammy! They always make jokes about it. That's well, another thing. I mean, as a generation that watched Bugs Bunny <laughs> more than, say, the jazz singer, this movie is like a pop culture reference point. And we know the reference point more than we know the actual movie. Right. That's right, you know, more than we know the actual movie. So we when know started, Mammy, the reference. Yeah. Right. Now, when I started watching this film, he started doing some songs. And I was like, I know that song. Then another song, I know that song. It like, it turned into like, just like you said, there's lots of, that thing made its way through, uh, it had legs and got to us. And we were disconnected from the original thing that made it. Right. This is the same conversation I have in synagogue too, Carl. So I feel at home. <laughs> Shut up, Mike Spiegel in the seventh. Okay, now okay, three thousand miles from home. Up, you you gotta. You, okay, why don't you just turn it on because we're gonna have the talky part now. Is he in Hollywood? No, no, no. no not at all. He's in San Francisco. Uh, I don't know what town he's in. I'm sorry. I think it, it, the thing said SF on the, the jacket. Okay. Now, there he is. There's Al Jolson. Now, he was kind of n Jack Robin. Okay. He was kind of known. <clears throat> but this yeah, from really made him. Yeah, because he must be like what, like just known from the radio, from records, from other movies? Uh, from other movies and from doing performances. Now, <clears throat> Mike, as you know, we've been watching these 1927 films, and we did this also for 1926, you know? And we did it. Did we do it for 25? I don't remember. Yeah, we I did. So I'm used to the silent movies. And when I watch him like this right now, it's giving us a silent movie with all the interstitials. So when he starts talking and singing, I'm blown away. Like I, it was like I was a 1927 audience member. I can't believe my eyes, you know? You remember when we pulled our jalopy over from Silent Money movie and uh, we went inside and we heard him sing and I started to pee my pants? Okay, turn up the you sound the and leave it up. Le yes, I remember that. Leave it up now, quick, quick, quick. Now we're synchronized. What about the other folks? Yeah, some folks have two. Is he crooning where you project to your mouth at a certain angle? I don't know about the angle part, but yes, he's crooning. Now, this guy was famous for, like, emoting and being, you know, he's just doing a performance, you know. It really can be quite silly. Do you consider this jazz singing? Well, 1927 did. This is a terrible song. It's about, like, his kid, you know. Boys get dirty hands, dirty face. 
Peanut butter jelly smudges. <laughs> Don't shut the fuck up at night. Those kids, they grow up. Look how she's acting like, oh, I'm struck. Who, who is that on stage? He's the greatest man I've ever seen. He's not doing anything so great. Jolson does that thing with his shoulders. <laughs> like, is he a puppeteer? Like, if he was a puppet. Like, I don't know where his spine is. Like, he's, he's so upright, but his shoulders are hunched. Yeah. <laughs> he's exaggerating. He knows he's doing unnatural things. Look how he grabs I loved him in heart bleeps. <laughs> the Andy oh, Kaufman he's role. He's just the most greatest performer I've ever seen. I ought to offer him a show. Oh, really? Don't take him away. <laughs> well, this is like some dinky club. <laughs> right. Look how pissed off the saxophone player is. <laughs> Get fuck you violins. Give me a part. Now I don't. I know you, Mike. Don't turn it down now because he's going to. Is this okay? Because I want to hear you, and I want the audience to hear us too. Well. All right. Okay. I'm it up. Well, I just don't want to miss it when he talks. We might miss it, and that's the whole fucking point of this movie. I had so, seen Elmo's Fire in 1927 when he started speaking. I started seeing a roll of Bor Boris around me. <laughs> Look how he put up his jacket, uh, you know, collar pop. Because yeah, like a human does. People Not even do that in the cold. What is he, Falco? Okay, listen now. Here we go. Yeah, right. <laughs> Perfect. So that blew me away. You, you, you ain't heard nothing yet. And that became a big thing. You ain't heard nothing yet. I remember I fainted and and shot blood that night. <laughs> Okay, you can turn it down. I can't turn it off. What's a tootsie? It, it's a girl. He's saying tootsie goodbye. Don't cry. The choo-choo train that takes me away from you. No words can tell how sad it makes me. Toot toot tootsie, don't cry. Gotta go. The bus is outside. Don't call me. I'll call you. The Greyhound bus that takes me. Oh, well, listen, you to ever heard? listen to his whistling. He, now he's whistling? Nuts. Now, what he's doing with his la uh, right hand, pretending like he's playing a trumpet or something, that's all fake. It doesn't affect the sound. He's just whistling. So it's fun. He's not modulating his mouth organ to make these noises? His mouth organ, he is. But his fingers, but fingers don't do anything. Oh, right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. He's not, yeah. It looks like he's pressing and like playing a clarinet or something. I guess this Dude, is jazz singing. He's so weird. Whoa, look at him go. Look at the trumpet here. He's like finally could play something. Don't cry. We're getting to our big, ugly ending. Dances like a girl. He's moonwalking! 
Goodbye. Yeah, don't you remember we were fucking in the audience at this point? Just a mass orgy. Uncontrollable. Now, watch. I can't believe it. They will do some sort of mis... Watch this. They'll do the same shot again and again and again. It's like a glitch in the Matrix. Oh, it's this is a glitch in the Matrix. A glitch in the Matrix. This is all not real, Carl. Oh, a glitch in the Matrix. This is me on my Instagram. Check out the standing ovation I got. It lasted six seconds. <laughs> so we'll just loop it. Congratulations. Congratulations. Now, a guy comes over. Tell that man I want to fuck him. <clears throat> this lady over there, she Can says she wants first? to fuck you. Oh, oh. Okay. Look at them. They're banging away on the table. What kind of restaurant is this shit? Yeah, they give him little mallets. Pops the guy from the restaurant. Stop banging on my tables. I'm trying to make food. Get it wrecking my shit. Please have a seat. The little mallets. I guess it's intentional. I can't think with your fucking mallets. <laughs> so, um, I understand that you want the man said you wanted to fuck me. No, I said I wanted to bang. Well, isn't that the same thing? No, with these these little hammers. Here, take one. Let's so bang. literal in the twenties. <laughs> well, he so now we're back to a silent film where he's very expressive. She's very oh, expressive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's many jazz singers, but you have a tear in your voice. Oh, sure. See, the thing is, she, she knows he's complicated. That's no, why she's she attracted. She actually said a tear because his voice was so bad. It sounded like he had a rip uh, <laughs> in his voice. I am tearing your eardrums. <laughs> I am ripping you goodbye. Hey, thanks for the sex, but my train is here. Gotta go. Now, look, back in the day, <clears throat> you know, 1927 or whatever, there were two competing incompatible sound systems. The This Vitaphone, this was done. And there's okay. something called Fox's photo film. So the thing is, you had to be one or the other. You know what I mean? But this is a Warner. Oh, so but Warner Brothers use either Vitaphone or the other guys. No, they used Vitaphone. But there okay. were also Fox had Photofilm, which sounds like picture picture to me. Uh also the the sound like the whole the process that's that's how do you say it? Kibitzer? Kibitzer. Yeah, Kibitzer. 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 <clears throat> like kibbles and bits, Kibitzer. $250, you see that? $250, that would be $3,600 today. And he's got a girl. Yup. Jack Robin is his name. He's forsaken his Robin away. <laughs> Jack Robin, terrible. That's a, that's what comics do, right? Because you have two first names as a first and last name, the classic uh -huh. Steve Martin name. Martin is like, a first name, okay. Yeah, like Martin Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Martin Lawrence, another one. Or Carl. Uh, uh, Car Carl. Carl. I guess I don't do that. No, your name is first and last name. Oh, he married a Sitka. Sitka. <laughs> Listen to me. I know I can't yeah. talk. <clears throat> this fucking one of them Christian broads. So but yeah, um, in so many words. Why can't I pronounce that? 
so the, the one Jewish guy meets his friend in the park and says, how's it going? It's going terrible. I sent my son to Israel and he came back a Christian. The, guy, the other guy goes, what? We got to go to the rabbi with this. So they go to the rabbi. He says, look, rabbi, he, he, he sends this kid to Israel, comes back a Christian. He goes, what? We got to talk to God. So they go to God. And the rabbi's like, look, this guy, he sent his kid to Israel, comes back a Christian. And God goes, why don't know what to tell you i sent my son to israel i'm not christian fucking on new rabbi so then who do they talk to listen that's a hilarious old joke taught to me by jewish people from my fourth israeli country <coughs> they, were, the they were making fun of you okay so now Jackie Ro Jackie Robbins has written home, right? And yeah. uh, but Dad is still being such a like. Uh, he's just being such a little girl. I mean, he's just like I have no son. You know, it's been like eight to ten years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's been like oh. at least those pairs of years. So now. He's in a show, thanks to Mary, the girl who, the woman who saw him. <laughs> now, we're about to see somebody called Loy, um, Myrna Loy. And apparently, she's a big, famous person because the internet makes a big deal that she gets a two-second appearance. Look at yeah, Mary. Yeah, no, she's, she's a name for sure. I, I, I'm, I don't really remember a film I've seen. Me neither. Uh, the name Myrna Loy sounds familiar, but the internet made a big deal. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I love these vaudevillian shows. This is this is more fun. Like I always complain about when they have vaudevillian stuff on. No, movies. no, it's not vaudeville. It's not vaudeville. But okay, go ahead. Oh, it's jazz singing, but jazz singing or whatever. Like yeah, just a live show. This seems okay. like a, a story that takes place during this. You know what I mean? Like, yes. he sings, but it's more character-based. He's sure goofy about her. That is Myrna Loy. He doesn't stand a chance with Mary. Well, Myrna's fucking wrong. Uh, anyway, Which that's it. Myrna, on the left or right? On the left, and she goes on wow. to his name. Look at this. they got to entertain the audience at all costs. Listen, uh, we're going to take a break in between acts. Oh, no, we can't. Here's some aerobatic bullshit. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> so Mary gets an offer to go to New York, uh, Chicago, and become a big deal, right? This so, is current. This is 2019. They're actually putting a date on this movie, August 8th. Yeah, that's right. As a matter of fact, there is a continuity error. He's writing her a letter, and it says, like, August 7th. And then when she gets it, it says August 8th. I think it's no big deal. But the Internet cares. Well, I mean, a lot of people must have seen this movie hundreds of times. There must be some fans of this movie who've seen it wow. more times than we have. Yes. So they're not really boyfriend and girlfriend, but they're like, got such a crush on each other and they're heading that way and now he's she's being called away <clears throat> to chicago so this is this is mary that. from years ago too right like they've been going steady for a while no they're not going steady at all this is mary from the restaurant just a little while ago who said oh, i'll let you it. so she gave him a chance in the show and he's about to become part of it 
And just as that happens, she starts, now she's leaving. Oh, bye. Yeah, he'll never see her again. I typed, I made a typo when I went to see this movie and I wound up watching on YouTube The Ass Singer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was, gross. It wasn't sound. There was sound. Was it from farting? He would make singing noise? Like he would talk? Yeah. People were like, we've heard plenty. Okay, look. This is a very famous cantor. One of the biggest ones of all time. And he's basically getting a cameo in this. It's like... Oh, cool. So they could have him sing? Yeah, he's going to you know, sing. Because of the budget, they can only afford to tape the matinee show. <laughs> Yossi Rosenblatt. Ukrainian-born cantor and composer. Regarded as the greatest cantor of his time, now he died early. He died at age 51. Okay. Um, his fame extended beyond the Jewish world. Large concert series, a singing role in this, the jazz singer, the singer and also... The Sobriquet, the Jewish Caruso? I don't know what that is. What is it? I don't know. It's... Type it Type it in the private chat. <laughs> type it in the private <laughs> chat so I can see okay. what you're saying. Okay, I'll type it in. It's weird. All right, no one look. This is a private chat. I'm putting it, it says in the private comments. chat. It's not a private chat. It's the comments. Oh, it's under comment? Oh, shit, I got to use my mouse. All right, I'm looking at the comments section. Okay, I'm putting it in. It is right. a S-O-B. Uh, I didn't say screen share, you dummy. You know, everyone private here in the... Okay, private chat, you win. All right, all right. Well, now yes. i got to click back to private. You can hear the people in the synagogue. Mike Spiegel with the seventh. You're just as bad as your great-great-great-grandfather. Will you shut up during the rabbi singing? The cantor is singing. I'm sorry, I'm I'm putting it in. Did you hit enter when you're done? You know, like you hit enter or return. I see nothing in our private chat. Okay, there it is. Oh, you want me to pronounce that? Yeah. So that's not Yiddish. So so kret so brit so briquet. It's S O B R I Q U E T. It's like a soliloquy, like a so. look, August seventh. August 7th, okay? So it's a flashback. Well, that's the thing. When uh, when he gets it, when she gets it, it's August 8th. Weird. Well, maybe the mail service from Medford, Illinois is superior. And can get it. We get it on time. We get it a day early. <laughs> Look at him. He's like, ah, oh, I'm so clever. I don't need a chair. I can sit on my luggage. <laughs> Man, spread all I want. Life on the road. Air now feels good on my ball, dangling balls. <laughs> Air feels good on my dangling ball. Because, <laughs> you know, with that kind of material, it just blows right through. Oh, yeah, right. It goes, the breeze goes right through there. Uh-oh, a little <laughs> drama. Yeah. Let's she's the singing. rave. I'm better than that guy, and they're like, oh, he's the best. I didn't realize this was all mostly kind of half silent and half talky. Bill yeah, Bill, that's the thing. They're so attuned. 
Now, look, when when he goes and visits his mom, we're going to have a great segment. We got to listen to the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, wait. You're not leaving on this train. Your booking has been canceled. Oh, don't you hate oh, that? Oh, bummer. Shit, but I got a deck of cards and everything. I've been going over big. I got a deck of cards for the train. Yeah, I got a cup of coffee. Sorry, that's the word from New York. Wow, that's your fuck. Business is brutal. Stuck in Medfield, Illinois. It's not even Chicago. Now our hero, the bitchy, la the grouchy lady, she's the winner. She's our hero. Said. Uh, sorry you uh, got shit canned. See ya. Guess you don't have to. Oh. You see. But guess what, pal? You didn't get shit canned. They're gonna. Bring you to New York. You're in. They. What? Wait a minute. He he shit talked in front of the colleagues. Right. Colleagues and then they like get all on the train and drive away thinking he got right. shit. Man, he's like, that train's, gonna that train's gonna float off their hot air. <laughs> Did you see that scene? Oh, tell me again. Tell me again. Oh, you were there. Fool and nothing. Here's the train ticket now. What kind of shenanigans is that? Look at that. He slaps him 5-5. Five, five. Yeah. Well, no. He went to shake his hand and he bounced off. No, he slapped it and shook it. Stop yelling. Mother, that's famous, right? Well, oh, yes, Mammy. Yeah. I got to tell you, his behavior towards his mom is fucking weird. Uh, first Ooh. of all, there's something sexual about it. And secondly, uh -huh. it's way over the top. Way over the top. Oh, my mommy. Hey, oh, mommy. Oh, mommy. It's ridiculous. You'll see. Silent movies kind of, kind of ridiculous. Oh, this is Quinzantera. 60th birthday. Oh, 60th. 60th. Wow. Yeah. And what's he going to get? Well, he. oh, it's a prayer shawl. He got a nice Great. prayer shawl. Very nice. That's what he needed. Oh, no. Well, they got the, the, same one. the same thing. Yeah. Uh oh. It's the same. Oh. No, oh, boy. Oh my goodness. Oh. Life is so, so crazy. <laughs> Maybe the guy, the guy at the department store, is like score sold two in one day. Now here's Moshe. Now what in, is Moshe brought? He's brought a present, and guess what it is? And he goes X X. He goes. I got this because I think you ladies need some nice jugs around here. <laughs> because you're deflated pancakes. A brub wine. And what did he get for the 60th birthday? It's a fucking prayer. It's like sitcom. Look how raggedy his jacket is. Now, this guy in real life, his name as an, he's, uh, was Jewy Jusen. And. Shut uh, up. He played Jewish parts. <laughs> but it was a stage name. That was a stage oh, name. Oh, right. Yeah. Real name uh, was... Um, um, I've seen his westerns. <laughs> Sheriff Jew Jusen. He was really Jusen Owitz. But they, you know, they shortened it so it would be less Jewish. Oh, you're missing all um, the Jewish humor in this movie. Another we talked to the rabbi. We talked through all the prayers. What am I, 12 years old studying for the bar mitzvah? <clears throat> okay, so here comes our man, and he's back where he grew up. Okay, he hasn't been here for years. 
This is all real, by the way. Oh, look, he bumps into the kibitz, kibitzer. Yeah. Are you Jackie's original Jewish name? Oh, yeah, I think you're mistaken. My name is Jackie Cabinet. Are you Yudelson, the kibitzer? Okay, so maybe his real life name is Moshe. Let me look it up here. Um, Well, it could be his first name. It could be. um, Moshe. Wow, look at this street. So cool. Here he goes. He doesn't recognize it's him. Oh, he does recognize it's him. Now he's home. This is it. This is a big moment. You're you're right, Mike. That was his last name, Udelson. His name is Mo- as a character is Moisha Udelson. His real name's Otto Lederer. He died in 1965. He was Czechoslovakian American. 120 films he was in. Jeez. Including a Laurel and Hardy. Now we're gonna get a bunch of over-the-top mummy stuff. When I tell you to turn sounds, you gotta do it. Not yet. Not it's yet. too late. I got the sound up. Well, it's no, then you're gonna hate it because it's too early. Okay. Mommy! Well, let me tell you a joke. So there's an anti-infestation going on at an Orthodox okay. synagogue. Oh, okay. no, three rabbis are talking, right? The Orthodox synagogue said, yeah, we had these ants, and I, I uh, called a service, and they took care of it, but the ants came back. I didn't know what to do. And then this uh, 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 conservative rabbi says, yeah, you know, we had ants, too. And we wanted to do like these safe traps, but they kept crawling out of the traps. They kept coming back, even though we, we sent them out. And okay. then the uh, reform rabbi says, yeah. Oh, you know what I did? I bar mitzvahed all of them, and they never came back at all. The next day, they were gone. Never showed up at the synagogue ever again. Right. Was you just bar mitzvahed them. Yep. I get it. That's reform people, but they do come for, for, uh, uh, Passover and Yom Kippur and right, don't they? Yeah. Come to... Who what the answer, Elijah? No, the Reformed Jews. Oh yeah, no, it's just a different time. It's all yes, yeah, it's, it's all good, Carl. Look, mommy, I got this ridiculous triangle case. <laughs> I thought he was gonna pull out his heroin needle. Now look. Oh how wait, got, oh, got a present for her. All right, don't look. It says, "I love you, mommy." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now he goes, did you steal? Watch this interstitial. Jackie. Okay, diamonds with stones in it. You didn't do anything wrong, did you, Jackie? Jackie. Jakey. J-A-K-I-E. Look, you ain't heard nothing yet. You see that? Weird, they use the interstitial for that, too? Now look. Didn't his picture used to hang there? What the fuck, mom? Right, that's how he saw ass hurt, ass sore, eight-year-old, 13-year-old version. Oh, right, he doesn't exist here anymore. The fuck's with my picture? Jockey. It's bad. It's sad. He doesn't have a son anymore, so why would he put up the picture of his son? Now, in real life, that dad is only six years older than him. He is older than him, but, you know, he couldn't have had a kid at six. <sighs> Get typecast as an old guy, and that's it. Boom. Pow. I'm trying to think, like, was Al Jolson, like, relevant 
in the sixties. Like at what point did we started picking up on him for pop culture wise, right? Like did he have a show in the fifties? Well, I got a no, not really. He went away. I got a I'm gonna tell you about it, but not right now. Turn up the sound now, because this is this is the big thing. Now you'll know this song. Look at him He bats his eyes at you. Yeah. He's just like, I'm fooling around. I'm fucking around. You know it. I'm having a fun time. He's he's crooning it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Blue sky. Now, check out this great dialogue. A lot okay, of okay. Lived. <laughs> it was ad lived, or they had one take. <laughs> now, look, he's going to steal something. <laughs> Something's sexy here. If I'm a success in this show, well, we're going to move from here. Oh, yeah, we're going to move up in the Bronx. Now, the Bronx was suburbia then. Really? Birds, birds, oh, birds. Oh, birds. Gold birds, suburbs. Suburbs. Birds. Is that a Jewish suburb, a suburb? Goldberg. Listen to this. What do you mean, no? Dare to wear pink or else? Or else you wear pink. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Oh, I'm going to take your story out of it. Yes, I'm going to ride on a shoot to shoot. Oh. And you know, in the dark. Now, listen now, to this. Ever been to dark nails? Well, with me. That's the third time with love. What do you feel, right? Now, Mama, Mama, stop. Steve, there's something? Mama, listen, I'm going to sing it like I will if I go on the stage, you know, with this wheel. What does it not even a word? Oh, but... See, you like the slap thing, Mama? Uh oh, uh oh, awkward. Oh, now he's gonna say stop, and the music will go back to a silent film. <laughs> I heard that. You won't hear no, anything anymore. Now look, they'll get up again. Watch. You see how they just got up? There's a glitch yeah. in the matrix. They get up again. Yeah. What? What, what the is the matrix, fuck? Carl? The matrix? If you don't know what the matrix is, you just follow the blue bunny. Okay. Look, I got these two pills. Take the red pill. And everything goes back to normal. Take the blue pill, and you're going to be stoned out your mind! <laughs> Give me the blue pill, motherfucker. <laughs> it's an acid peyote mix. Carl, don't forget, I don't know when we're going to be airing this. But March 26th, John Wick Chapter 4, his theaters. Oh, that's great. a long COVID, but now it's finally here. Thank goodness. I can still wait. I can absolutely wait. <laughs> <laughs> you can yeah. still wait.
Now, how dare you bring that fucking jazz in this fucking house? Right. What an insult. That's a very famous old song. It's not. It's a classical tune. I I don't know who wrote it. Yeah, this song. I know this song. Again, you know, this song is used in like Monty Python. We interrupt. We're sorry to interrupt. We're sorry to interrupt the interruption of the interruption. (laughs) And now we return without interruption. So he's basically saying, look, hey, you don't want to be a cantor. Five generations were a cantor. And he goes, look, I'm sorry. I, I, this is, the, you know, you grew up in the old country. I didn't. I grew up here. You'd feel the same way. This is another day. Kind of a good point, I guess, even though he's betraying five generations of cantors. Yeah. It's a heavy load. This guy was a Swedish actor. Um, he was American, but he's from Sweden. He did a bunch of uh, Broadway stuff and film, but he was always known as the um, Chinese character. He played Dr. Fu Manchu. He played Harry Chang in Shanghai Express. And for 16 films, he played Charlie Chan. Unbelievable. No, he goes, many happy returns of the day. He got him. What do you think he got him for, for his birthday? A phonograph? A prayer shawl. Oh, ah. oh, sorry, I feel like this. Ah. Moisha. Hi. Moisha, you listen. Now, the, the father doesn't take it. He's all butthurt and just what you needed. There's some guys at Gimbal who sold four prayer shawls in one day. He's like, I love it. <laughs> Hi, can I, can I help you? Yeah, hi, my friend the rabbi is birth, 60th birthday is coming. I don't know what to get him. I want to get him something unique. Unique, you say? Well, I was just <laughs> telling, I mean, I have an I'd shawl for you. <laughs> <laughs> so Al Jolson died early, and he was not really very relevant. He died in 1950. He was only mm. um, 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 64 years old. That's not so early, but it is early. Yeah. And- In the 20s, he was one of the greatest, you know, like most famous and highest paid stars. This was, he was self-billed, self-billed. It's the world's greatest entertainer. Uh, You you know, I think think I've seen his gravestone. Let me write this down. Al Mm -hmm. Dolson Tomb. Toot, toot, tootie, goodbye. Nope. Hillside <laughs> Memorial Park in Los Angeles is where gotcha. Al Jolson's gigantic mausoleum. It's not even a mausoleum. It is a. I'm looking at the picture right now because. Why don't you go there and film why you should watch the next LWAFLMOYT? That's right. Hey, coming up, we'll be watching the jazz singer with starring Al Jolson, who's right behind me. Right. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm here. He is there. If you were a jerk, you could dig him up. Really, seriously, you could, and say, "We're doing you on the next podcast." Oh, oh yeah. You know, I could go virtual. I could say, uh, "Hi, my name is Mike, and this is called Exhuming Al Jolson from Hillside (laughs) Memorial Park." Do do do. No, but it's huge. It's like it's the weirdest thing. Like, uh, I, I I've seen it before. 
So that's kind of strange. Now, the guy who directed this, his name's Alan Crossland, and his grave, he only died, he died at 41 because there was a car accident, but his oh. grave was unmarked. 67 years later, in 2003, they donated a headstone. He had an unmarked grave, this director. Oh, my God. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so now he's in New York, and the rehearsals are going, and they're in good form. But the show's not so great. It's really Al Jolson who's saving it. Jackie Robbins, who's Look saving it. Look at the dance number. It's cool. Okay, so I keep bringing this up, but I guess my beef is that when we have movie, when the culture at the time when movies were out, where people would go see live shows as part of the right. entertainment, right? And there was a film. And they're showing you the live entertainment. They could do it as a voyeur, like as an audience member. Like you get to see a live show as a theater, or you have a behind the scenes like drama. Like right now, right, right now. But I think this movie handles it really well. Like the mm -hmm. story kind of is more predominant than the show stuff. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, they get a little weirded out by that. Well, you're going to get weirded out because there's a lot of backstage stuff here in which, like. They're appealing to him. Well, I won't ruin I kind of want to ruin it. Oh, there's Mary. I thought we'd never see her again. Right. Oh, she left her hat here. She had to go pick it up. So now we find out Mary's the one who recommended him for the New York show. That separated him from his current entourage. His then, yeah. Unless they're in Chicago and I've got... No, they're definitely no, in they're New York. No, they're in New York. York. This is the... Yeah. He went home. Oh. I don't know how Mary got from her Chicago review to New York, but she has, and she's gotten Al Jolson the job. <clears throat> do, 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 goodbye. He goes, hey, what do you say, Mary? Oh, Mary. Oh, does he talk? Of my life. No. Hey. God, who holds their hat like that? What do you mean? All the time back then. It's like 10 and 2, but two hands. Like, oh. Look, <laughs> everything was different. Look at his hair. It's all greasy. It's greased. Uh, but everybody's is. And right. he's wearing lipstick, but that's because he's in a movie, you know. Um, but still, the, the button's all the way tight to the top with the, you know. It's, it was just a different time. That's like we saw that 1936 movie and their vision of the future. That was There's, their oh. their vision of the future. They were still their 1930s hairstyles and sure style of dress, even though it was moderned up. Oh, then it's you I gotta be thankful for. That's right. Yeah. We're gonna do a reverse me too, buddy. Oh, is he gonna approach him? Yeah. Welcome to the show. Uh, sorry you have to bang her to get the role. <laughs> well, you've got a hard spot to fill. This isn't going to be easy. That's all right. You need to see my toot toot tootsie. Oh, no, that's that's yesterday news. Toot toot tootsie, goodbye. <laughs> you think tootsie roll came from that? Uh, Tootsie Roll. I wouldn't know. Tootsie. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I bet you there's some history. I, if only we had some sort of 
search Internet. engine that we could just, you know, because I don't have time to go to the library. I don't have time. Oh, the library's going to close in about two hours. So if we wrap this movie up, I can probably hit the hay and get there. Oh, I okay. can call Ask the Librarian at 1 900. What, what happened? He's got stiff disease. He's got. He's got boring stiff. What's going on? Is the rabbi sick? He needs two women to walk around his bed at all times. He goes, look, look, look at your no good son. He's going to be right here tomorrow night. The April. He's got glasses and he puts a spectacle. Oh, no, it's just one guy. He's got that weird monocle. Monocle. If Jackie knew his father was sick, he would come. So why don't we go and fucking bug him? And that's what we're going to see now for a lot night. of the film. But he's going to cancel this. You could spoil this. He's going to cancel his opening night to be home with his dad, right? Yeah. If that's the plot. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's a long road to get there. But, yes, Michael, Yes. That now, are we going to eat our cake and then have our cake? Are we going to see him perform and then he's going to run home? Yes, he's that's right. There's, yeah. there's a dress rehearsal, and this will be our opportunity to see him perform. And then, yeah, for the actual. But the thing is, it's just opening night. Now, the thing is, you know how much money is invested uh, I mean, oh, sure. tens of dollars, tens of dollars they put into this. <laughs> and then they're going to have to cancel their opening night. I mean, Ugh. we stand to lose 1850. So anyway, well, you know, equivalent today's money, he really is going to sort of screw them because their opening night, you know, that's when I'm sure it was a sold out house. So he, professionally, he's fucking himself over because he's leaving right. opening night. Romantically, he's he's screwing the pooch because yeah. she got him there. They're yeah. really in love, and now he's going to walk out of her. But however, it's for family, which right. which at least she should understand. So she'll come back in the end. She will understand. Now look, in uh, he was the first. Al Jolson was the first to entertain the troops in World War II. <laughs> Look at you. You don't belong. Uh, he was the no, first but I thought it was funny. Like, he stared at the legs and he's like... Uh... Yeah. yeah. So when he's going to have an awkward scene with that lady right there. You see the lady sitting there when yeah. he... When he I, I don't get that. Like It says no smoking. He thought the sign said no smoking. Who's, who's smoking? Okay. The actor... Hector, what the fuck you say? Jack Robin. Okay, now when the guy walks away, watch his interaction with the cute girl. Okay, I'm watching the cute girl right now. Eyes are on her. Ooh. Mm -hmm. And she's still checking him out. Noodleson. So anyway, you know our guy. He's not going to take some bullshit like sorry. So he just bullies his way up there and he goes, Jackie! Hey, Robin Witch. No, no, Robin, Robin. Mary doesn't like it. Mary, don't, what the right. fuck is this? This interloper. Tomorrow's the Day of Atonement. I think he's saying this. 
Okay, so as I said, he was the first to entertain the troops in World War II. So in 1950, he was also the first to entertain the GIs in Korea. He says he performed 42 shows in 16 days. 16 days, 42 shows. Do the math. How is that possible? He, he died weeks after returning from the to the U.S., partially partly owning, owing to the physical exhaustion from that performance schedule. So he died wow. at 64. He was old. But the he army did, killed him. Kind of. I mean, if he did two shows a day, that's only 32 shows. He did an extra 10. So there was days with three shows, like weekends. Isn't that always? I mean, there's a matinee show we just saw here of a rabbi singing, a cantor singing. I guess, yeah, when you're in your 30s, but, you know, I don't know. Right. Now, it doesn't really say how he died. He was just sort of died. Well, I'm sure he got shot by soldiers trying to fight a war and have to stop and listen to <laughs> Al Jolson. He was shot 1,700 um, times. Every time he performed, he was assassinated. I killed. No, you got killed. No, you. No, they shot you. All right, that's terrible to say. I it know is. I do. It is. Should not make fun of that. And war. So, like I said, this this kibitzer was in Laurel and Hardy's short, Your Darn Tootin'. Now, he was in 120 films, but that's his biggest credit, a short. That's probably a famous one. Yeah. Probably. I don't really know. You know, he probably gave something to Laurel and then the Hardy handed it, gave it to Hardy and then Hardy gave it to Laurel and Laurel gave it to him, you know. Now, Dad's sick, so he can't sing tonight. And it's fucking Yom Kippur, goddammit. So he's saying, you gotta sing. Right. The first Rabinowitz in five generations to fail your God. Well, you know how to... <laughs> Honestly, this, 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 this is like unfair. Like, of course he has to go to the synagogue. Of course yeah, he got to go right. to the synagogue. The show must go on. Must go on. That's our religion. Oh, wait. Is he going to put on blackface on Yom Kippur? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh, now, you ain't heard nothing yet. Al Jolson's famous line was an ad lib. The intention was that the film should only have synchronized music and not speech. But Jolson dropped that line, which he always used in his stage act. You ain't heard nothing yet. And the director just left it in. And that's really changed. You know, this is a talkie. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You ain't heard nothing yet. It was a well-established stage patter, the internet calls it, of Jolson's. Um, he did it in a film called A Plantation Act in 1926. He had, you know, I mean, it wasn't with sound, but you could see his lips. He said, you ain't... So anyway, the line became a like a, an all-in joke after a while. In 1818, in a concert celebrating World War One, he ran on and said that. Um, admit the the applause of a preceding performer. So he said, you ain't heard nothing that you're like, forget that guy. It's my uh, turn. Last week. The following year, he recorded the song. You ain't heard nothing yet. So it became a song. Oh, he's really sick. Well, he's acting like he's sick. 
He hasn't left the bed since for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> he just looks a little tired. <sighs> you know what would help if he, like, shaved his beard and, you know, got a little, maybe a little, took a shower... That's gonna help him to clean his shave his beard and take a shower. Oh, and yeah, and, and like that hat, man. He's had that hat on for like the last eight years. Oh my god, girl. Yeah, he should clean his act up. I agree. Oh, here you go. You oh, there's a good knees. start. Look at him crying. He's like He's missing the sun. He said he dreamed of his son singing, and then he says some. Uh, that would be forgiven. Now, if you were a screenwriter, Carl, what would your third act would be? He's racing back to sing for Yom Kippur, but uh, there's a car accident. Or yeah. the woman for the first act shows up, this time with a pistol. Right, right, right. Yeah, you would need some sort of uh, foil character who, you know, prevents them. Like maybe Moisha was a kibitzer, but like it wasn't with the nice, friendly way he does it. Like... Oh, He's yeah. trying to get to his father. He goes, no! You betrayed your god! You can't redeem yourself now! I guess this play is what's holding him back. Oh, it's so bad news. Bad news, I tell you. Okay, now we're going to get some funny jokes. He's going to bonk that guy's hand. Dang, some... You can't... Making a singer on this guy says he should sing. Yeah, funny, funny, funny. Yeah. You can't even talk it. I could totally sing it. Like I know the first six words of every prayer, and then I could just kind of mumble. Sometimes I'll hear the first word. I go, "Oh, I know this one." Other times, I'm like, eh, maybe I need to hear another couple words. He goes, "Some there it is. Fine chairman, you are. Let the sun be setting with no canter." He goes, "I should yeah, they... stop the sun from setting." <laughs> yeah. Ow. There you go. And that's it. That's the last funny thing in this movie. Now it's the, the funny... Well, he we will get, get to hear it's, it's pretty funny. Look at that. Oh, what a racket. <laughs> Let's play tennis and dance with our... The show is weak. Look at that jazz singer. Oh, this, this is a great show. Our headliner, Flaky McFlakeflake, will be coming up. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Why do they call him all flaky McFlake Flake? Now he's going to do the performance, but he's kind of sad about it, you know? He knows what he's doing by refusing. And now, so he's kind of sad about it because his dad is sick, his dad's a rabbi, his dad is a ra uh, rabbi on Yom Kippur, and they don't have anyone in five generations to sing Kol Nidre. Uh, and right. it's on the street. Okay. And it's really close by. Yeah. Now yeah. he's going to do the most horrible thing ever and ruin his nice thing of being the first talkie 
and he's going to get in blackface and just ruin it. Right. I know. This was well, let's, such a nice... even, We were watching a nice Jewish film with Jewish jokes, right. and Jewish music, and now he puts blackface on. Now you know that there was serious anti-Semitism back in the day, and it's great that this film is. It's like there is no anti-Semitism, you know, and. Oh, you know, the ears. God, it's so weird watching him do this, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like the technique, got the back of the neck. Right. He, yeah, he did his ears like that, like making sure he touches every part. You miss uh, a little forehead there, buddy. Oh, uh, so it's and queasy. It's, very, it's a little queasy. It's very ugly how the lips aren't done. Right. Now, do you think Mickey Mouse is a minstrel variation? Look at that. Uh, yeah. It's even worse. Is it going to be a glitch in the Matrix? We're going to watch this scene. Uh, they sees his mom. She's afraid. I'm worried you're afraid. Now, Mary wants him to do the show, but at the same time, she knows it's his choice, you know? He belongs to She must go on. Yeah. Now, the guy, okay, the author, right? There was an author who made a book. Uh, that's <clears throat> what this all comes from. In 1917, this guy, Ralphinson, native of New York City's Lower East Side, he, he was in Champlain, Illinois, and he saw Al Jolson perform uh, for a musical called Robinson Crusoe. He just, he loved it. I'll never forget the first five minutes of Jolson. His veracity, his amazing fluidity, which he shifted from, well, blah, blah, blah. He was really talented. So a few years later, he wrote a story called The Day of Atonement. It's a short story, and it was about Al Jolson, a Jew named Jackie Rabinowitz based on Jolson's real life. It was published in... Yeah. Now, so I guess he really got to knew, know Al Jolson. <clears throat> 1922, it's published in Everybody's, that's the name of it, magazine. And later, he turned it into a stage play with this guy named George Jessel, who was playing Al Jolson's part. Uh, that was um, September 1925, and it became a hit, 303 performances. Called The Jazz Singer. Right. So then when they wanted to make it into a movie, it was George Jessel who got the lead role. So it was... A play based on the short story. Short story that's based on Al Jolson's life. Right. And George Jessel was going to play the lead. It doesn't make sense. What happened? What kind of backstabbing um, Hollywood? Warner Brothers, <laughs> Warner Brothers acquired the rights June of 26 with George Jessel signed to a contract. It was going to start May, May, May of 1927, but there was a pay dispute. And George Jessel didn't do the film. So Jolson got the gig while he was touring in June of 1927. The, they went 
to New York and did all that B-roll of the crowds we saw. In right. late June, they started filming. They started with the silent stuff first. And in late August, they did the more complex Vitaphone stuff. And then in September, the shooting was done. So I don't know. There's more to this story about why this George Jessel was in the middle. And this, I mean, this movie has been written about and written about and written about. I mean, it's definitely like, I mean, there's a lot of movies I've read about and I always wanted to see. But this one I've yeah. read about a lot and I've never seen it at all. So, so Edith Lindy's. She doesn't identify herself as mom. So when the guy goes to Al Jolson, he's like, some old lady's here, <laughs> you know? Right. Now, you Looks know, like a, the man who was oh, here in the neighborhood, Yenta. So Mary's like, I'll tell him to go away. And he goes, no, 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 I'll bring him in. And Mary's like, oh, damn. Oh, how embarrassing. Oh, that might be my mom. Bring her in before the black face makeup drips off my face. No, they're, they they do, you know, like he she pretends she doesn't recognize her own son. Like she doesn't understand what black face oh, is. Or Does he talk? In, he doesn't talk in this, but this, this scene's been parodied all the time. He doesn't talk here. He will, they will do a sound one when he sings on stage in a minute. And he'll say mommy then. Yeah, but it won't be the famous song. She can't recognize her own son, Carl, because he's in blackface. Yeah, was that funny, his joke? Like, it's not Jackie, it's his shadow. Yeah. Papa is calling for you, you know? It's like, Mary's like... It's like, come on, Jack. You know, the, the, the dress rehearsal is just as important as the opening show itself. So <clears throat> he's supposed to be getting ready, but he just keeps hesitating. It gets to the point in which they're like, fucking now, <laughs> you know. In two hours, it's going to be the day of atonement. It's going to be, you know, Seder. Sa Sabbath? No. How do you say it? Well, it's like Yom Kippur or... Yeah, see, it's Yom Kippur. It's not just Sabbath. It's the sundown on Yom Kippur. It's the it's... time to start fasting. Right. Yeah, because you can't fast during the day of Yom Kippur. You gotta, be, you gotta sit there and pray and atone. Right. You need to... Unless you have a show, and then it's okay to get into blackface and sing. <laughs> Listen, if your mom comes to you backstage and say, don't do this, Carl. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Like a song. I'm going to the open mic, mom. This is my life. No, you know, the open don't mic. Don't go to the open mic. Don't worry, mom. When I get on stage, I'll talk about you for three minutes. <laughs> Mommy is what I always say. So now the the management are like, fucking now, Jolson. Now. Yeah. Now. Jazz singer, now. now. Come on. Now. Now. Now! Fucking now! <laughs> That's like my boss during the high holidays. I, I gotta call it sick. It's the high holidays. <laughs> Get in here now. Spiegelman, are you high? Boss! It's the high the holidays. High holidays. <laughs> it's now they have like a celebration about what? 
Polo? Croquet? Oh, here we go. Oops. Yeah. It's a mommy song. But it's not our famous one. That'll come a little later. We should listen to all the songs? I don't know. It's up to you. It's in the public domain, but he's not going to talk. He's going to sing. You know, like it never rains, but it pours. It never rains, but it pours. If you're Christian, if you're Christian, if you're right. Jewish, never Yomka rains. But if yomkers once a year, you must atone. I saw that on the kosher salt uh, box. When it yom rains and yom kapoors, Yehuda matzah with their pun with the uh, joke of the day. Well, because there's ionized salt and there's kosher salt, and the kosher mm -hmm. and there's that uh, when it rains it pours was the motto of a salt company, wasn't it? Oh, that's right, Morton. Very funny. That's I right. tried. I tried with the material you provided. It's the material you provided me. This is what made the funny. Now, in 1936, it's nine years later, he's going to do Lux Radio Theater, a 60-minute radio adaptation of this movie, and Al Jolson will reprise his role. I don't know. It seems like... 1960. No, 1936. 30, 36. So it's nine years later. So he's singing, and we can't hear her, but she has a card. What? Who has a card? The mother talked, but we, we got a little interstitial for her. But right, so a card, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> these songs like honestly yeah you'd like to listen to songs more than once in your life right like yeah. going and hear it on repeat maybe a couple times yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh here we go Ugh. Like it's all very nice, but the blackface ruins it all because it's ruins it all. yeah, because it's ugly. And it it. The world was a scummy place that this was. I don't know, but there's all these excuses for it on the internet, like what the blackface people were trying to do was. You know, uh, like, yeah, on the, you know, you guys think black people are really good at entertaining, so that's why we're doing it. It wasn't just to like fuck with them. I don't know. I guess like the only way I could see this is that the, he debases himself so poorly for the sake of show business that he literally puts himself in this blackface, which is the worst thing he could possibly do, and uh, you know, then realizes like. You know, I don't know. It's all very crass. It's a shame because, like, again, like, 
for the first half hour of this movie was this pretty strong Jewish film. Very much so. Very yeah. much so. And everything just kind of goes to a crashing hole right now. So now he realizes <clears throat> he's, he's got, got, a got to go home. home. Yeah. And the thing is, he says, no, but your mother reconciled with herself and realized this is your new life. And she's, you know, allowing you, you know, she went home. But, but the message came from Mary, so... Not the mom. No, not the... Well, the mom really did say that, right? In yeah, front of Mary. Yeah, it was, 